Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of HR Spot. Uh, my name is Linda Michaels, and I'm the founder of AZHR Hub. And today we're going to talk about rethink your employee value proposition. So the great resignation and a highly competitive labor market have made attracting and retaining talent a major challenge for employers. We all know that. Um, to meet it, though, many are following a basic strategy that I found very interesting, um, and I happen to practice this, and it basically is ask people what they want and try to give it to them. So tempting simple as this response is, it can also be a trap. It tends to focus discussions on material aspects of the job that are uppermost in employees and recruits' minds at the moment. In the past, um, it was often pay, but most recently it has been flexibility. And notably, uh, remote and hybrid work. And while material offerings are the easiest levers to pull and are immediately appreciated, they're easy for competitors to in, in imitate and their impact on employee retention is the latest or the last enduring. And over-reliance on them can set up a race to the bottom as employers strive to outbid one another for talent. There's a much better approach, one that improves hiring and retention and shifts the focus of leaders and workers alike from what they want in the moment to what they need to building a thriving and sustainable future for the organization and for themselves. It's designing and implementing an employee value proposition, a system composed of four interrelated factors. First one is material offerings. This includes compensation, maybe the actual physical office space, location, uh, commuting subsidies, uh, computer equipment, flexibility, schedule, and perks. Those are all material offerings. Another is um, opportunity to develop and grow. This comprises all of the ways an organization helps employees acquire new skills and become more valuable in the labor market. For instance, by assigning them new roles, putting them through job rotations, offering them training, and promoting them. Next, uh, connection and community are the benefits that come from being part of a larger group. They include being, being appreciated and valued for who you are, a sense of mutual accountability, and social relationships. Their foundation is an energizing culture that allows people to express themselves candidly and in uh, engenders a sense of, of belonging. Uh, lastly is meaning and purpose are the organizational's uh, aspirational reasons for existing. They align with the employee's desire to improve local and global society. They're the answers to the core question of why employees do the work they do. So these factors vary with respect to how employees experience them. First, they're either short-term or long-term. Material offerings and connection and community are experienced in the short-term, while connection and community obviously take a long time to build. They're experienced in the present. Employees are motivated by the relationships and culture they encounter today. Growth and development and meaning and purpose are experienced in the long-term. 
So second, the factors are either individual or collective. Material offerings and growth and development opportunities are given to people on an individual basis, while connection and community and meaning and purpose are experienced on a collective level. Leaders need to address the factors holistically to ensure that a focus on one doesn't undermine another. Take one of the employee's most significant current demands to be allowed to work remotely. While junior employees may be thrilled to be able to do their jobs from home, they realize that doing so has a cost. So why a systematic approach is necessary? So at many companies, the four factors are managed separately. HR handles growth and development, for instance, while the C-suite owns purpose. Companies also tend to address the factors in sequence. They focus on offering competitive pay to hook recruits and then highlight their development opportunities to retain existing workers. That approach ignores how changes in one factor affects others. So while such systemic effects are uh, intuitively easy to appreciate, most companies ignore them in practice. For instance, companies invest untold hours in consulting fees and compensation benchmarking, but rarely measure what their own employees think of their compensation, particularly in the context of purpose, advancement, opportunities, and community. So when senior executives think uh, systemically, they naturally consider the relationships among the factors in the employee value proposition. They wonder, how might this change impact other things that employees care about? So what should leaders do? The, um, a, system, a, a systemic approach to attracting and retaining employees entails basically three things. First one, assessing what your company has and what your employees need. So start by understanding both the supply and demand of sides of the equation. That requires collecting information on your organization, what you're currently providing with respect to each of the four factors, how employees experience them, and what your employees want. Data collected using traditional survey and interview methods will suffice. Don't skim the surface. When you examine employee engagement, don't just focus on scores. Also investigate the cause uh, of the change. A rise in intent to leave scores, for instance, may be driven by either a perceived lack of growth opportunities or a feeling of being disconnected from colleagues. Each cause has different implications for action. Secondly, change the conversation. Once you have the data on what your organization is providing and what your employees need, make sure managers and their reports are discussing the employee value proposition in an integrated way. If you're explicit about how the factors are related, it will reduce disagreements and misunderstandings around the why underlying key issues. Don't just announce the policy, explain why it's necessary for the company and how it will benefit employees over the short and long term. As with any attempt to change mindsets and behaviors, repetition and consistency are, are critical. So make sure that you have thoughtful, structured conversations about the relationships among the factors when recruiting and onboarding. 
during interviews, you should not ask candidates about what they're looking for from the company, but also clearly lay out the system of offerings that your organization provides over time. By determining whether the needs of the potential employees are aligned with those of the company, you can reduce costly hiring mistakes. In addition, explicitly discussing the rationale underlying your employee value prop can, can help you craft an offer that's more compelling than your competitors. In onboarding new hires, avoid the rah-rah, let us tell you about our culture sessions. Instead, show how your culture supports individual development and the organizational mission. So managing performance, your system for this should measure all four factors. Consider building your assessments, whether it's for teams, business units, or the entire company around questions that encourage employees to think broadly about their work. How does my work contribute to the organizational's purpose? What am I doing to build relationships, create community, and maintain a positive, strong attitude and energy on my team? What learning and development opportunities am I pursuing and how do I support others on our team and their learning? What am I doing to ensure the delivery of excellent results wherever and whenever I work? Hold ongoing conversations about these issues to reinforce a holistic employee value prop. Thirdly, continually update. Employees' needs are dynamic and should be reassessed on a regular basis. Collecting data annually will suffice for most companies, but these experiencing a significant event such as a major merger or acquisition may want to do it more frequently. Ongoing measurement is vital to evaluating how relationships among factors in the system may shift as reinforcing loops or tensions strengthen over time. Approaching employee attraction and retention as a system helps avoid a race to the bottom line, makes a company's employee value prop harder to uh, imitate, and helps create a clear narrative that reduces us versus them tensions between managers and their reports. It allows your organization to move from reacting to the demands of the moment, uh, whether they're for signing bonuses or remote work, to creating an environment that enables people to reach their full potential. And that is the key to building an organization that thrives over the long haul. So thank you so much for your time uh, and attention today with our um, HR Spot podcast. Feel free to check out our website, azhrhub.com, or shoot me an email, linda at azhrhub.com. We will see you on another episode coming soon.